Welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Justin Box. Let's welcome Justin as he comes up to give the word this morning. Good morning. That was that. That's really exciting. That Good Friday. Oh, and um, we have been approved as an official Good Friday fundraiser. So we can use all their logos. They're sending us a pack. We spoke to the lady. They're thrilled that we're doing it. Had some great chats with them about money and um, profits, and we just want you know. And we just shared exactly how much will go, and it's like. 90 plus or something it's gonna be awesome so we just had to chat through that because it's a big deal for them the money deal because anyone can put on a fundraiser and you could spend 10 grand on something and then give them a dollar um and just have a fun day but they were questioning us a lot um so it made us think and just go back and say okay this is what we're doing and she was awesome so that's cool we're official locked in we can't do the tins we wanted to set up a rostered team down on the corner with the tins but that's a six-month process so she said let's do that in june and we can do that. But I'm super, I'm so excited. I can't explain how much, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. So I'm um, not much happening today, guys. Um, yeah, it's good. So yeah, I was, um, I, d- I don't normally get nervous, um, just being transparent. Um, I don't normally get nervous. There's always, I'm not like flippant when I come, but I'm confident, I'm, I'm growing in confidence with leading and speaking and still growing. Nowhere near I want to be, but I'm further ahead than I was. Um, and just this morning, there was um, yeah a few butterflies going on, because um, you want you want people to be happy and and excited, and and that's out of my control. So um, I had an, a phenomenal word from Scott Thompson, one of our dear friends from America, just randomly messaged me, left a one-minute voicemail, um, and he just said, I don't know what's going on or if this makes sense, but I feel like there's something significant happening really soon. And just want you to know the Lord's all over it and people will rally. And um, it was weird. So I was crying in the living room. Um, but it was, just, it was just amazing. So there's been so many little things like that this week that's just been phenomenal. Um, so I just want to let you know, in December, um, I will be sharing the church name today. <laughs> but my heart is, oh, Lee was like, are you going to say it at the start and then explain all around it? Or are you going to do it at the end? And I'm like, I don't want to say it at the start because I don't want to sell it. Like, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to... I don't want to convince or manipulate or to try and go, this is it, and now I'm creating a case around it. I'd rather just share our heart as a church and Lee's in my heart and our core team's heart with putting together the booklet and going, going over that for 18 months and praying through it. And I'd rather just share who we are as a church, what we're about, what we're believing for collectively, um, which we've been talking about for, for the last 18 months, and then, and then I'll just share what I felt the Lord um, drop in us and we'll move on and next week we'll be normal. Is that cool? So back in December, we shared about how we felt the Lord directing us to change the name. So we announced that and we, and we chatted and prayed through that we felt strongly that it needed to represent and reflect who we are as a church and what we were believing for, what kind of people that we want to become and, and what kind of people we want to demonstrate um, who we are in the community. Um, I, I'm just going to read a couple of these because I want to get these out of the way and then we'll just get wild. It'll be great. Um, it, it hasn't been taken lightly <laughs> and it's been a super challenging process, a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. 
um, one with joy and tears, and it's the biggest decision that we have made um, that we've got to wear the decision as a church. So I totally understand that it's on us, um, and it's full on, but it's awesome, and we're really excited about it. And the cool thing is I encountered Jesus up the back row, um, back row in 2001 and cried, um, and you know the story, um, and, and to stand up here today, like 19 years later, 18 years later, and just to share that we're overseeing, changing the name of the church that I came to when I didn't know God, <laughs> like I didn't know him, and he, and he rocked my life, and I thought, I'll just come to a church. And I just, mum and dad brought me here because they had a band and there was a cool cat pastor with a goatee <laughs> and, um, and a hot daughter. <laughs> but, but I came in and, and Jesus just grabbed me and just touched my life. And I mean, it's crazy our life. You, you, we don't know where we're going to be in five years. And you're going to look back in five years and go, wow, I was there and look at that. And, the, and I went in that office and we were given donuts by Kathy Scott and that was the welcome office. And if you'd told me when I was munching on a donut 18 years later, this is going to be your office. I mean, it's crazy. It's God. It's incredible. And Lee was brought here. You know the story. Hillsong started in Mike and Julie's living room. Literally. He was Brian's first 2IC. Seven years in, got the call. What obedience. This guy. Can we cheer him? <laughs> yeah. And then they moved down here when Lee was seven. And they, they, they came into a church that was interesting. And Mike brought wisdom and clarity and order and, and excellence and, and financial stability and just went on the journey with them and said, that's great, but let's just, we want to we reach the community. We want to do this really well. Let's not be weird and distorted, yeah, like we've been talking about. Let's not be distorted and weird. And I made the joke, let's be weird and distorted. No, but let's just bring it in and let's just go after what God, and he went on the journey. And, and, and I'm witnessing over a year what he went through for 28 years. <laughs> and it's amazing and challenging and, and crappy and awesome all in one big ball all the time. And no one really knows what it's like. And I'm not saying, look at me, I'm the pastor. Um, but it's amazing just looking back at him and what he took on and the challenges that he took on. And it was way, you guys are amazing <laughs> compared to, and they were amazing people, but it was just interesting and you can ask Sue I and mean, a couple of the people about the church and stuff like that. So I just want to honour um, what we're... I want to honour the foundation that Pastor Mike and Julie have set that we get to launch from. And I went up to Mike and I was nervous. I said, we're feeling, about, we're feeling to change the name of the church. He said, go for it. I'm like, I've been stewing on this for three months. I'm getting all nervous. He goes, go for it. I was actually wanting to change it years ago. And I'm like, okay, awesome. That's really good. Um, and he had the privilege of changing it from Harvest Christian Life Centre into Destiny Church. And, and it, what, a, what a legacy Destiny Church um, is and will forever be. Just raise your hand if you made a decision for Jesus um, in this church. Put your hand up really high. Yeah, there's, there's, there's heaps. And... Um, and we've grown, and it's been incredible. And, and I just want to honour that. I want to honour Mike and Julie, and I want to honour um, Destiny Church. Um, and what we're not trying to do is 
change the DNA of the church. What, what I've been loving is we've been articulating and defining over the last 12 months things that were constantly happening, but I love that we get to go, yeah, agree. Let's define it. Let's tweak it. Let's put our spin on it. Let's bit of strategy and method on it and let's share and let's go after it. And that's a big deal. So let's move on to why we are changing it. I could talk, I don't want to, I don't want to over communicate today because as we said, we've got a launch day, May 26, and we'll chat over the next seven weeks about that. So I definitely don't want to over communicate and I'd rather just share our heart. It's been, it's been amazing just going on this journey over the last 18 months asking questions like, why do we exist as a church? That's something that we need to be able to answer. Like, why are we bothering? What's the point? Why do we exist? Why are we on this corner? What's the reason? And, and I wrote here, we're changing the name of the church so that the new name accurately represents and reflects the kind of people we want to become and what we are believing to see. Let's say that again. Oh, that's great, isn't it? We are changing the name of the church, of our church, so that the new name accurately represents and reflects the kind of people we want to become and what we are believing to see. So what are we believing to see? Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 7 to 13, and we're going to actually look at the Passion translation of a well-known scripture. So Jesus is uh, teaching his disciples how to pray. And he said, when you pray, there is no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like those who don't know God. So good. For they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them, since your Father already knows what you need before you ask him. Verse 9, pray like this. Our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may your glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Verse 10, manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on the earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. What are we believing to see? That his kingdom would manifest and his kingdom would come. That his purpose be fulfilled on the earth, that his will would be done. I love how the Passion Translation puts it, that his kingdom would manifest, that it would become a, a reality, that we would see, that we would smell, that we would taste, that we would touch, that we would see the evidence of this king, of this kingdom, of heaven, that, 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 that realm that we talk about, that realm that we're so familiar with talking about, but what does it actually look like for heaven to come? And that was, that was the announcement, that was the prayer, that was the purpose for Jesus to come, was to announce the kingdom of heaven is near. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10, and this is going to be our foundation for the next 15 or so minutes. Matthew 10, verse 1 to 2. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Let's jump to verse 10. Matthew 10, verse 5 to 10. Then Jesus sent them out. Can we say that? Jesus sent them out with the following instructions. Do not, go among, do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom 
of heaven has come near. Verse 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely you give. Not an offering message. Definitely can use it in the offering because of the context of giving in the New Testament. Legal to do so. Not an offering message though. It's a, it's the, it's a, it's a freely you've received. It's a power message. It's a releasing message. It's an impartation message. Freely you've received, freely you give. I love that Jesus said to them, don't take any gold or silver on the journey. And I love that in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John said, silver and gold I don't have because I was obedient to Jesus. Have you ever thought of that? Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And the man shot up. Peter said, look at me, silver and gold I don't have. Why did he do that? Well, Jesus back in 10, when he was sending them out, he gathered them in as a pastor and he sent them out as an apostle. And he said, don't take gold and silver. And they obeyed him and look what happened. How awesome is that? Jesus went further than his model prayer in Acts chapter 6. He said, guys, I want you to pray it. But here in Matthew 10, he's saying, I want you to go and announce it. So I want you to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and all that amazingness. But then he took it a step further and he said, I want you to announce that the kingdom. So I want you to pray it and I want you to say it. But then he went another step further and he said, I want you to actually do it. So Jesus, it meant so much to Jesus that he said, guys, I want you to pray it, I want you to say it, but I want you to do it. I want you to pray it, I want you to say it, and I want you to do it. Can we say that? I want you to pray it, say it, and do it. He gathered them in, he pulled them close. Worship, pray, encouragement, prophecy. And then he said, you know what? Yep, we're going to go. And I'm sending you out. Can we look at this word sent today? The word sent here, this is going to tie in beautifully with the name of our church. The word sent here is the Greek word apostle. I'm going to read some, uh, some, some, some Google here so I can paint the picture. The word apostle is borrowed. So Jesus borrowed a Greek secular word because it tied in beautifully with the heart and mission of God. The word apostle is borrowed from the vocab- vocabulary. Jesus, I just felt him. I just felt him really strongly. Vocabulary of the Roman Empire. In Greek culture, an apostle was like an ambassador sent by the emperor to represent and cultivate the culture of the empire within a newly conquered province over which he presided. The word literally means sent ones, from the Greek word apostolos. One who has been sent carrying the orders of another with authority of the one who sent them. Does that make sense? So one who has been sent carrying the orders of another who had authority of which he was the one that sent them. So you could imagine how important these imperial ambassadors in that time would be in establishing the culture of a newly occupied Roman territory. They would carry great authority from the emperor 
who sent them, and yet they remained under the same authority. So Jesus said in Matthew 10, my purpose and heart's desire is that you would replicate heaven on earth. It's my heart, it's my passion that everything that's in the kingdom, which is in heaven, everything that's in my heart, which is his will, I want you to replicate that on the earth, this side of heaven. Are there things that won't happen? Yeah, Revelation 21, 22 talks about some stuff. But Jesus didn't mix his words when he said, this is how I want you to pray. This is what I want you to announce. And this is what I want you to go and do. He said, I want you to pray like this. Our Father, art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Da, 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 da. I want you to announce that the kingdom is within reach. Why is it within reach? Because it's in you. But boom. Romans 14, 17. Kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not eating or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where's the kingdom, guys? The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. Kingdom of God is not eating or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's in you. That's how the kingdom's in you. During the Roman Empire, a conquered territory would look to the apostle to reshape the culture and bring people into alignment with the values and practices of the conquering kingdom. And Jesus knew all of this because he's a genius. And he said, what this empire is doing is exactly what we're doing. So I'm going to pinch that word and use it here. And it makes perfect sense to what the deal is with the kingdom of God. Yeah? You with me? So they were not only to conquer a city or region, but to establish a new culture. They were to conquer and culturalize. They were to conquer, but to culturalize also. The goal was to replicate the Roman Empire wherever they went. Jesus grew up in this. He saw it and he took a Greek secular word, which summed up perfectly what he was wanting to do. On earth as it is in heaven, on the region as it is in Rome on a city as it is in Rome, and so on and so forth. The Roman Empire conquered 46 countries, either wholly or partially. Whatever the country, whatever the city, whatever the region, when it was conquered, the Roman way of life was established. The Roman way of life was established. They did not just go in and slaughter. Many times they didn't. They actually turned them into slaves. Often, often they would only capture the governor and take him away and then they would send a team in to culturalize. Often they would just go in and they would take the top dogs because they had the most influence. They would take the top dogs and the, and, and the captains and all that deal and they'd take them away. Then they'd send a full team in that carried the culture of Rome and they went in and they culturalized the city using the remaining civilians to build their culture. It's phenomenal when we look at the scripture and the passion of this house, this church, to, to see his kingdom come, to see it manifest in the day-to-day, in the coffee shops at home, to see his kingdom come, to see heaven come, to see his heart's desire be manifest in our families. What, what, what is his will? What's his heart's desire? It's in the Bible. We get to ask him questions and then we get to replicate it in our family. 
healthy and whole, honoring, loving, safe connections. That's all in heaven. That's all in the kingdom. And he's saying, guys, I want you to replicate that in your families, in your relationships. What else is there? There's no sickness. This is challenging. There's no sickness. There's no death. And and then there's tension with Revelation and the second coming of Christ and all that. I get that. And that's true. But we're going after as much as we can get. And it's not a Russian roulette flippant thing. It's because Jesus told us to. We're citizens of heaven, Paul says, and we're ambassadors. Same deal. Instead of the kingdom of Rome has come near, it's the kingdom of heaven has come near. The Roman Empire wanted their purpose fulfilled on the earth. And get this, this is what they did. They didn't just send in an army. They sent in architects. They sent in city planners. They sent in scientists. They sent in artists. They sent in philosophers. They sent in governors. They sent in teachers. They sent in sculptors. They sent in artists. I might have said that. And they sent in politicians. So they sent this team of people that could transform the culture in its entirety. I love it. It's like the first time that I really stepped out in the spiritual gifts. We were taught about heaven and we were taught about his kingdom coming and and what that actually looks like. Because we can say the prayer, but what does it look like? It looks like people encountering Jesus and saying yes to him. It looks like people getting healed. It looks like people getting set free. It looks like people being transformed. It looks like making a difference in community. It looks like um, showing people kindness and power. And when I was at Burger King in 2011 and I had the, the name Emma before I saw the lady's name tag, first time it happened, I wanted it. I'd been dreaming of it for years. I'm wearing Scott Thompson's shoes today. But I was at Stairway and he was, he was talking about large tumours dissolving and I'm sitting there going, I want to be you. And you know the story, going on that journey of craziness. And I'm like, I want to be you. And it, it was a journey and, and I got to this point where I'm like, I've got to just start somewhere. And I'm like, all right, I think her name's Emma. She turns around and her name's Emma. And I'm like, this, this, this is this. This is this. This is, this is, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm seated in heavenly places. And, I, and I'm called to replicate everything that's happening here. Everything that's happening in heaven. Everything that's going on there. The culture, the standard, the values. So it's really important for us to know what that is. Because if we don't know what it is, we can't actually replicate it. If we don't know what he's like, we can't replicate it. So I encourage you and I said, God sees you here. He loves you and he's for you. And encourage you. And she burst into tears and said, I'm a Christian and my son's this and this, and I just encouraged her. And I went, oh, wow. And that went on this journey of, of seeing like this, like 35 mil, one leg shorter than the other. S- grabbed the lady and lifted her legs, and she screamed in pain because I was still learning what to do. I'm like, oh, sorry about that. The goal is to make you better. <laughs> Oops. But prayed and just said, Jesus, grow. Leg grow. In- What's happening? There's no short legs in heaven. There's no short legs there. So it's like, oh, wow, I'm getting around his word and I'm getting around his presence and he's transforming the way that I think. It's a metamorphosis. Meta, remember the word meta? It means changed after being with. Changed after being with. 
So when we're with him, like Jesus was in Matthew 17 in the Mount of Transfiguration and his clothes shone like lightning, his appearance was transfigured, that whole deal, there's a Greek word in there, and his, his appearance was transfigured, that means otherworldly. So Jesus was otherworldly because he was with. And then he went off and continued ministry. So this is a really big deal that we get the, we get the mandate, we get the call, we get the, the championing of this message. But the reality is it's impossible if we're not changed after being with. The Roman Empire and all the systems that they had in place, all the leaders of each, of each uh, culture difference, they had to know exactly what the artist and, 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 and I don't even know the words, guys, but what the art was like. That's beautiful. They had to know exactly what sort of paintings, what sort of style it was to then go and replicate it. So when the ambassador appeared, he would feel at home. And that's the heart of this church, that we would, that we would spend time with the Lord, that we would be so accustomed. Paul said it. He said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Why? Because we're seated in heavenly places. We're not, we're not trying to change the world into the world. We're trying to change the world into heaven. So good. You okay? Becoming familiar with the king and his kingdom. If we're asking what heaven's like, Again, it's, it's going to change. There's theological stuff there where it's going to change and it's, heaven is not in its fullness right now. But the kingdom is there. The values are there. That's going to change one day and I don't even know all the details of it. But the culture, the values, how it's feeling right now. Jesus prayed, asked us to pray a prayer on purpose and it was to replicate it. Not the pattern of this world, but another world because we're seated there. So that's our heart. That's, that's our why. And that is why we have chosen a name that reflects and represents all of that. To replicate heaven on earth. To make an exact copy, the word replicate means. It's amazing. To make an exact copy, to rep- reproduce. And we do that by praying, announcing, and demonstrating his kingdom and his heart's desire everywhere we go, every single day. We are called to replicate heaven on earth and we are called to echo God's purpose and heart's desire here on earth. So, drum roll. Who wants to do a drum roll? Just do it on your laps or something. Keep going. Yeah, I'm announcing it now. Just keep drum rolling. It's going to be awesome. I've got no issues. It's great. All right, stop. Lee really wanted to bring the kids in. Yeah, great. Bring them in. We're not in a hurry. So good. That's so good. Can you share a testimony? Can you, can you share? Yeah. Yeah? Come up. Be awesome. Can we welcome Jim? Yeah. You okay? 
Can you share it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is, this is pretty, pretty full on, okay? So Jimmy's going to sh share this testimony. Yeah, um, I've had a, a long history of illness that just keeps um, occurring and occurring. And each time I think I have a breakthrough, nothing really happens. And I've been praying and praying. And last year I was diagnosed with another illness, and that was bladder cancer. And as a result, I ended up in hospital, had some surgery. They removed three tumours from it. And I uh, was told that it's going to be recurrent and it'll be coming back and I'll need to go into hospital multiple times every year to have it looked at. And on Monday, I had further surgery just to look inside and see how the bladder cancer is doing. And I was told that there were no more cancers. And it's amazing. Yeah. So it's really good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Really good. So it's, it's so good because there's been so many people praying and, and yeah. visiting Jim and laying hands and encouraging him and like it's not easy to hear that stuff. Like the doctor's saying, oh, I'm, well, he said stuff like, I, do you want to make a bet or something? He said something oh, yeah. pretty full on, like, yeah. Yeah. like pretty much I guarantee it's going to come back. Yeah. Like it was weird yeah. that he was so, and, we, and we, I remember chatting with Jim like, well, that's him. <laughs> and, and what we're believing for is that let heaven come. Like, so when we say let heaven come, we're believing that it changes something because it's an other world pattern. Paul's saying, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the ring of your mind. So we're going, okay, what's the pattern of the kingdom? What's the pattern of the king? What's his reputation? What's the reputation of Jesus? And it's amazing news, mate. So we just declare right now. Yeah, we thank you. Can we just say, yeah, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God, for, for the breakthrough. We thank you for all the yeses that have been um, announced over Jim's life. And we declare right now full restoration, not partial. Yeah, full in Jesus' name. Yeah, we say, we say yes to healing and wholeness in Jesus' name, in all parts, physical, spiritual, and emotional, in Jesus' name. Love you, mate. Love you. So good. So, so, where was I? I said the name, didn't I? So good. So what we're going to we're going to show it on the screen in a minute. Don't you dare do it now, Jenny. Nah. Um, uh, <laughs> just kidding. I tell you what, it'll be your last time up there. Nah. I'm I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. So good. Hey. Um. So we're going on a journey with a whole rebranding focus. Um, it's scary saying those words because I don't want to be professional, but it's really important that we do it well and it, and it, and it looks awesome. So we're going on that. So the font that you're going to see is probably New Timons Romans. What? Is it? Oh, come on. That would have been like so prophetic, being Roman. and So it's just whatever font. But um, the, the new name of our church is... Go. 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 <laughs> I don't care. Hey! So, totally understand. Might take some time. Totally. I hated it when I first heard it. 
just being real. And then the Lord started to tap me on the heart. And um, Lee suggested it. And I'm like, nah, no good. Shut it down. <laughs> Not because I was trying to be a jerk, but just that I just didn't, you know, you can, you can answer without asking him. You can respond out of your own makeup and opinions. But I step back and I'm like, Lord, who are we? What's our deepest passion? What do we burn for? What's our why? I'm like, this, this makes sense. So we just went on a slow journey. It was really tough, really challenging. And it, we had a great consensus. Not everyone loved it, but we had a great consensus. And a lot of you have heard and given us feedback and it's been great. But it was, it was 90% plus that were for it. And we're just so excited about it. And again, at the end of the day, it's a name. So we'll move on and, uh, well, we'll have an exciting build-up to the launch day and get some signs and, um, and we'll just go full-throttle community. Um, but we're super excited. Uh, let me just, and, and, and we'll, um, let me just say a little bit what Echo means because that might make some sense. And then, um, and then we'll just talk about it over the next um, period of time. Um, so when you Google it, when you get home, um, the repetition of a sound caused by reflection of sound waves. And when you filter it all through with all the meanings, at its core, the word means repetition or imitation of another. Oh, sounds so good. So we're, we're to echo heaven. We're to replicate heaven. Echo is to repeat and to imitate. I love the verse even today that it said, repeat the sound. Oh, that's a good, perfect pitch. Um, repeat the sound. Wow. Um, repeat the sound. To, to repeat or to imitate another. God has spoken, and we're to echo what he's spoken. He's not changing what he's spoken. So he's spoken, and then we get to go, great, and we just echo it. And we get to just go, and we get to replicate heaven on earth. We get to echo God's heart. That we would echo his character and nature, that we would echo his truth and ways, and that we would echo his kingdom throughout the earth. Isaiah 42, 12 in the message translation. Make God's glory resound, echo his praises from coast to coast. And I was thrilled when the Passion Translation, um, there was one echo in there. Google, echo, Bible, please Jesus. <laughs> and I love this. Put this up, 1 Peter 4, 8. It just sums it all up so beautifully. Peter, you know Peter. You know how much we love Peter. This is Peter. Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another, for love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. We are the sent ones. Jesus has gathered us in and he's sending us out. The church is the word ecclesia and it means a sent out assembly. The word apostle is the word sent. He gathered us in and he sent them out and it's to conquer and culturalize. Not in a militant, aggressive, no kindness, no empathy, no sensitivity, no love, no compassion way, but with all that and power. And we get to see his kingdom come and his will be done on earth. On earth. Let's stand to our feet. On earth as it is in heaven.